Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to tell you about Dodge. This spring, the Brotherhood of Muscle is looking for new members, and the only way to join is to get behind the wheel of Dodge's only family of all-wheel drive muscle cars. The Dodge Charger, the only muscle car in its class to throw you back in your seat with 300 horsepower and still get 30 miles per gallon. You know, the Dodge Challenger, you know, the groundhog didn't see its shadow. It heard the rev of the most affordable V8 in its class. And the Dodge Journey, maximize your adventure with the most powerful third-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. And certainly the Dodge Durango. Tear through April showers with the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive availability in its class. Hurry into your Dodge dealership and start your introduction to the Brotherhood of Muscle. Hello and welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and Goldberg. Bill Goldberg on the phone once again. How are you, Bill? Room of room, man. I'm doing good. I, you know, you can't get, you can't do anything but get jazzed up with that intro. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> it sounds so good. I mean, as tired as I am, and as much as we've been doing, both of us, uh, I, I can tell you that. Uh, I just kicked into fourth gear. <laughs> it's funny because uh, the first couple of episodes, we were still on the old intro, and I reached out to uh, to to Dodge. I was like, "Man, you guys got a good sound, and like we've got the we've got the demon, the Dodge demon, hitting the drag strip, and uh, that's that worked out perfectly." So, oh man, we've got whirlwind. We got a lot of things going on, and uh, we promise we're going to get. Everybody back in the studio again. It's just been this constant uh, battle of of I'm traveling and you're traveling, then I'm traveling and you're traveling, and and it, we're trying to get worlds to align here, and it's it's been a little difficult to do. But uh, but you know we still make it work, and we uh, we can get everybody on the phone and do some uh, do some cool shows. Um, I just got back from Atlanta. That's your. That's well, yeah, your. Yeah, dude. Let's let's talk, let's just talk for two seconds about the fact that if you were if, if we didn't do these wonderful trips, these excursions, that we wouldn't have the cool content to talk about on this wonderful podcast. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Except next weekend. Uh, next week, I'm here. The weekend after, when I think I'm you're gone, that I'm gone. I've got to go to Florida <laughs> for a wedding. Oh, actually, I think you got to go to Florida. And I got to go to Florida the week after. I got to go yeah, for a wedding. Sure. Yeah, well, I'm going for a golf tournament. And, yeah. uh Considering I haven't picked my clubs up yet this year, it should be entertaining. Oh, is it? Is it? It's for a charity, though, right? You're doing some kind of. Well, yeah. Let's be perfectly honest. They don't get Goldberg <laughs> to go to a golfing event because I'm because I have a good score. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I usually uh, pull kids from the gallery and have them putt for me, or I break clubs and I throw people in the in the drinks. You know, other than that, you know, I'm. I'm just a normal golfer. <laughs> well, be sure to rent the clubs if you're going to go that be that bad on them, be that harsh on them. Um, you know, a trip all the way across the country. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I think I'm going to rent them anyway, no matter what. And then I can break someone else's clubs other than mine. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, so I just got back from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I know we're going to get it to it, get into it more with uh, with with the podcast with Adam because uh, he did some vintage racing out there, but I. Don't remember the last time I've been to Atlanta 
Um, you know, the track isn't uh, Road Atlanta isn't exactly near Atlanta. It's not like you're going to stay. Anything? It's not really near anything. You're right. It's not near anything. So uh, uh, it's about an hour away. Um, we we you know. The guys from Classic Motorsports Magazine, they put on the MIDI event, which was a great vintage racing event. I have not seen Road Atlanta before. Have you been there? Have you been to Road Atlanta, been on the track, or watched anything? Oh, Jesus, I did. I, uh, uh, I got dropped in a uh, Viper, doing the Viper Cup at Road Atlanta. I, I actually trained on Road Atlanta when I lived out with the Falcons and uh, you know did a number of uh, excursions out there to that track. I don't, I don't know, put probably 100 laps on it, but... Uh, for the first time, I was dropped in a competition Viper slicks all the way around, right in the middle of a uh, of their you know quote unquote season, and it was interesting. Um, <laughs> that I, I don't know. I collected I collected a guy on the, I think the 18th minute of the second group, but uh, it was a great experience, man. That course is unbelievable, and. Um, you know, I, I you know you're alive when you're passed on both sides on the back straightaway at 160 miles an hour. Yeah, um, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty nice track. So we you know we got to go around. Uh, you know the guys from uh, uh, Road Atlanta, um, the track officials at Road Atlanta were were very nice. Hooked us up with some great hospitality, and they're like, "Here's a golf cart." They're like, "Because I want you to go around and see the track." From all the different corners and stuff, and I got to watch the race from you know all these different angles, and you know the elevation changes. It's a fast track yeah, how as did well. That, how did the cart do with the elevation changes? Were you able <laughs> to even get around, like like turn eleven? Or it, it's it's funny because so we didn't go on the track; we went outside the track. But you got to kind of oh. go up and down, and you're yeah. I mean, if you haven't been to Road Atlanta, it's like it's in the forest. <laughs> you know, there's like trees everywhere. There's people camping, and and you kind of go up and down. By the way, the the golf carts are neat, but they've all got these governors on them, so they only go like 12 miles an hour. It doesn't matter if you're going uphill, downhill, whatever. They all just go the same. And uh, yeah. it, certainly, if you had your own version of 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 the golf cart or a UTV, it would be much better. So it kind of takes forever to get around. But what a great track! Um, I want to say that the track is a little bit longer than Laguna Seca, but faster than Laguna Seca. Your lap time never, is faster. Yeah, yeah, it's faster than Monterey. It's faster than Laguna Seca, even though it's a little bit longer track. So that sort of is a testament to how fast that that track really is. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So we went out there for the vintage race, a great collection of cars. Nissan brought us out there, so thanks to them. And uh, everybody was great, but... What what an adventure! And then we wanted to kind of see. We wanted to. <laughs> we kind of wanted to see town a little bit. So you know, you have to hit up like a Waffle House, and you have to like. There's this place called Mall of Georgia. <laughs> which see, when is, I played for the Falcons, I was out in Swanee, Georgia. Right. Okay, so so it wasn't too far. So yeah, you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere. But but being dropped in the middle of there in a in a gnarly car or any kind of car and going yeah. around that track is well worth it. And you know, but what 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 trip to Road Atlanta without a stop off at a Waffle House that oh by the way you can hit on every exit yeah. off of the four hundred <laughs> or any other uh, any other highway out there? But it's a it's a it's a staple in the South. Yeah, it it it, it was. So everyone's like, well, you could go to this mall of Georgia, which we get there. And it's just a big mall. It's just like a big. 
<laughs> mall, right? So, and it's got some outdoor stuff. What was interesting was, like, you can go there and you can get a beer and you can kind of like walk around outside with the beer. And I was like, it's kind of like Vegas in that sense. I didn't really get it. So you can walk around outside with a beer, but you can't buy beer before like noon on a Sunday. Yeah, I, you know, going to the University of Georgia, coming from Oklahoma, I didn't understand that dry county thing, and you can't uh, buy beer on Sunday thing. I, I, I still don't get it. But, and, and, and in fact, the track itself had a quiet period on Sunday between 10 a.m. and noon. No <laughs> racing. Got to be quiet. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I completely understand because uh, that's that Bible yeah. Belt, man. You got to go. That's the Bible Belt. You got to you got to uh, got to do as the locals do. It was uh, it's about it's about respect. You know? Yeah, I so I don't know if this has come up on Adam Carolla's show or any of the other shows yet, but Adam had raced at like he had like a nine fifteen race in the morning mm-hmm. and then a five twenty p.m. race. So we had this entire day, and I know the guys were like thrashing on the car and stuff. And Adam were like, "Let's go look around a little bit." So we we jumped oh in the car, God. we left the track, we drove around. There was nothing to do or nothing to see. Um, so <laughs> none of our guys know. Uh, we went and we saw a movie. <laughs> we went. We saw the quiet place. Yeah, the question is, what what was the movie? Yeah, no, we saw a quiet place, which seemed sort of apropos for the for the adventure because it was like a very quiet movie in a quiet yep. place in a quiet town. Uh, so yeah, so we ditched for like uh, for like two hours. Went and saw a movie, and then we came back and we're like, "How's the car running?" And they're like, oh, "It's running great. Been thrashing on it all day." It's like, "Well, perfect." Uh, uh, yes, we've been uh, looking at uh, the the town. We've been, we've been roaming the town, seeing what's going on. Uh, yeah, so uh, we went, we did that, and uh, 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 it was it was good. It's it's a cool track. I'd love to drive on that track someday. I don't get a lot of track time just on what we do, unless it's like a cool like track day. Uh, you know, like not not a race, just a track day adventure. Like you know, like we, it's a we'll daunting. Take- it's a it's a daunting course, man. You know, it's got a lot of history and, uh, I, you know, did the Pano school a number of times. And back in the day, I remember driving a lot of laps on it, but being dropped in, you know, like I said, a number of years ago in a Viper, um, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a gnarly track. It's a lot of fun. The elevation changes are the coolest part of it. That and the speed you can, you can, uh, acquire. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, for a car enthusiast, it's a, it's a must do. There's no question about it, whether it's in the middle of nowhere or not. And, you know, that adds to its charm with the Chateau Alon and, you know, the Panos guys out there. I mean, it, 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 you have to travel and you feel as though you're like on Mars when you get there, but that's kind of the allure of the thing. I forgot that you did the, the Panos school. Is that at Road Atlanta or do they have their own facility? I think it, well, they do have their own facility, but they do a lot of the stuff at Road Atlanta. We we saw them back in the day. Yeah, we saw them there. I think one. I think one car was racing in the weekend, and they had a display of a few cars. I didn't realize maybe they're still making the street car, the Esperante as well. But they had a race car version, and then what looked like a street car version. I'm not up to snuff on the. On the the specs of those things, they used to have like Mustang Cobra engines and stuff in it. I'm sure that's evolved over the over the years. I don't know what they power them things, but they're they're pretty cool. And in race trim, they seem pretty good. I know those panels guys are pretty serious about about all that stuff, especially their racing school. I'm pretty, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that you went. 
I think that's how Patrick Dempsey got into racing. He went to the Pano School, loved it, bought one of their cars, and that sort of sort of evolved into his racing career as well. It kind of started there. What happened to mine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're still working on that. We're still working on it, absolutely. Yeah, no we're question. still working well, on it. You know, I, I don't know how, how much they've advanced that car, if they're still producing it, but all I can vouch for is the fact that it's a great group of people over there, and they've always accepted me and my my team Goldberg, you know, group with open arms, and you know, just always an appreciative visit out there. You know, I've heard I've heard that about them as well. It seems like a great group, and uh, maybe someday we'll hit up that that Pano School. It's it's a it's a long trip. It's a it's a long trip to get out there. Um, like I said, I haven't been to Atlanta in a while, and uh, it's it was like four and a half hours. Uh, well, hopefully I'll be heading back in August shooting season two for uh, uh, Knife or Death. And, you know, that's where we shot season one. I was there all all, all of, uh, seemingly all of February. But, uh, you know, uh, hey, that part of the country is wonderful. I am pushing to move back to that part of the country because of the people out there. Um, I know you experienced that in living out in L.A. and going to Atlanta for a number of days. And it's just it's just kind of laid back and. Um, it's just a great place to live and great people and, and good racing. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the, the, the hospitality of everybody that was out there was fantastic. And I'm not just talking about at the track where, you know, they invited us out. Everywhere we went, restaurants and everything, everyone was actually really great. Um, and we did, uh, we did have a lot of conversations about that. We're like, everybody's so nice. Now, we got blessed with fantastic weather. Like, as we were flying there on Thursday, it was pouring rain at the track. But by the time we landed late Thursday night, it was done. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it couldn't have been any better. It was just like the the uh, the weather here in L.A. It was, you know, high 60s, low 70s. It was clear. It was nice. Uh, you know, the cars were running great in that weather. Um, it couldn't have been any better. Now, I'm sure, because I used to live in Florida for a long time as well. And Florida sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to West Palm uh, on Saturday for this golf tournament at, at PGA course, and I looked at the weather, and for the next six days, there's a, there's a little cloud with a thunderstorm with a lightning bolt sticking out of the bottom. Now, I don't know, I'm not a meteorologist, but that doesn't, that doesn't bode well for golfing. No, it doesn't. kind of the normal weather pattern of Florida, and, you know, Georgia gets that too, and you did get very lucky. That track is known for you know having having play, having uh, events rained out. So I will literally be in Palm Beach the weekend after you. <laughs> yes, yes, and you know what? I just found out this morning, and I'm a happy camper. Speed Logics is yeah. out in West Palm, and I am going to stop by and pilfer some parts from those people. Lisa over there, the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it, it's uh. It's pretty funny how the chips fall. She and I have been going back and forth, and we're doing this, you know, Project Jackhammer, and I want to turn the, the demon into the road course car, and that's kind of their specialty. And um, it's pretty ironic how things happen. So, yeah, I'll be there, and I'll get to give them a stop by, and then maybe the next weekend afterwards you can stop by and say, hey. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'll go in and go, hey, did you see a giant bald guy come in here about a week ago? 
Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> did. Me money. Yeah, I'm looking for that guy. You tell him what's up. <laughs> what's uh? Let you, you mentioned jackhammer. What's the status? Where have you been? I mean, it's been about a week since we talked, but sometimes nothing happens in a week. Sometimes a lot happens in a week. Well, Mr. Waitis is from Magnaflow has been a little bit under the weather, so it's kind of on hold a tiny bit. We're we're uh, doing the wheel and tire combo over at HRE, trying to figure out when to display that unleash that to the world and we got the headers done and uh got the uh, custom exhaust tips and we're doing the rear spoiler diffuser front spoiler sending that off to a company out in texas and if it's not one thing it's another and then like i said lisa from speed logics reached out and uh they're now on the sponsor list for project jackhammer and uh we're going to do some suspension components Fortunately, direct replacement. So every single thing done on this car will be, um, it, it'll be able to be put back to original form back in the day with no alterations whatsoever. And we just want to make this this thing turn properly and handle properly as we are uh, sliding 900 horsepower around corners. It's going to be yeah. Fun. <clears throat> you guys did something on the exhaust, and you posted. A photo, and it looked like like a bezel or something around the exhaust. Maybe it was three D printed. It was very. It was kind of unclear to me exactly what that was. You know the photo I'm talking about? Yeah, it's to, it's the the three D printing of the exhaust tip with with jackhammer and you know embossed in the back of it. Um, so the, they're going to car- they're going to wrap that in carbon fiber. It's probably already done by now, but um, that'll so, be that that's the three quarter finished product. The three D printing image. So that piece is attached to the exhaust, or that t- piece is, is like sort of the bezel on the bumper cover around the exhaust, and the exhaust goes through it? All of the above. It's, it's a, I think it's a three-piece system with the bezel, the, the tip, and I think the attachment. I can't remember exactly yeah. how it laid, but it was a three-piece system. It's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool piece. We're going to have to see what the final product looks like. I know by time you, you know, when you get it, you'll post more on your Instagram. And by the way, guys, follow Goldberg on all of his social media. That's where you can find these images. He's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, and then Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage with an S on Instagram. Instagram, I found, was always a great place to find all of these images. So definitely Goldberg95, Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Follow those accounts, and you can see what the hell we're talking about <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man. This thing's coming together well, you know, uh, front and rear uh, uh, um, stabilizing braces for it. I mean, the thing's going to be tightened up well. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And I hear through Mr. Magnaflow, Richard Waitis, that we got Mr. Don Perdome tickling a little bit around with some modifications on his demon. So I like to think that I pushed that old man to... to, to uh, to look at the at the other side of the coin, and you know he likes to go straight and go fast. And, yeah. Um, why not add a little different sound and a little more horsepower and have a little bit more fun? So I heard he um, got. I hope a, I don't I, talk him into a lot more because we were going to do a side by side. Yeah. So uh, I want to see the difference. 
Yeah, that's uh, uh, I heard that uh, Perdome got a taste of some road racing uh, not too long ago and kind of fell in love with it. And he's like, "This is what I've been missing in my life." And uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I think he's I think he's kind of getting a bug of of trying something like that. I'm like, I'm sure he's done it over his life, but now I think he's getting to a point where like it's more attractive, and he's uh, he's getting into that kind of stuff. And yeah, I gotta I gotta imagine that your car is starting to influence ideas for other challengers and other cars that are out there. The question is, is as all of this is happening, do you get to drive it? It's always at a shop now, right? I do not. That is the unfortunate part of a wonderful project like this coming together is that it is from shop to shop to shop and not in Goldberg's garage. So um, fortunately, the weather has been a little bit overcast and it is not conducive to running 315 drag radials on the rear of a car. So uh, yeah. with the dampness on the road, I'm really not too pissed off about not having my car. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, uh, all the time that it's away, uh, positive things are being done on it. And uh, it's moving towards, you know, the end result, which is going to be hopefully something that people love and ultimately that something that I love. And I, I, you know, good things come to those who wait. So ask, ask uh, Mr. Mark Warman. Takes two years to get a damn car from him back. So, oh yeah, um, this, Listen, will, this will probably be nothing. Welcome to my world. I've got four cars, and I'm not driving any of them. I, I haven't yeah. driven them in in months. <laughs> you can't drive anything but a bicycle in L.A. Right. I got I got somebody else's car that I'm driving right now. I haven't driven my cars in months. Even my daily driver, I haven't driven in in like two months because it's still getting worked on that BMW. Um, uh, by the way, you, you're not putting miles on it. No, I'm not. It's actually it's only got like twenty two thousand miles on it, something like that. Uh, you mentioned Richard Waitis. Uh, we love that guy. Richard Waitis is uh, is our guy over at Magnaflow. He's been helping us out on all of our car projects, um, and uh, he's a he's an RC car nerd. And you're right. He's he's been uh, he got a cold or something. He's been a little sick, but he posts photos on his instagram when he's sick at home he's working on all of his rc cars and when he's healthy he's working on full-size cars he's working on your How car cool my that? car and so he can't get enough of that that guy's uh we love that guy and we love everybody over at magnaflow um i've got uh i got a little update on one of my car projects but first i'm going to tell you guys about the dodge spring sales event you can hurry to the dodge spring sales event today and become the newest member of the brotherhood of muscle They've got a whole lineup of cars. I'll tell you about them. They've got a Dodge Charger. You can own the road and the pump with up to 300 horsepower and 30 miles per gallon. The Dodge Challenger is the most affordable V8 in its class. Let's let let's clear that up. That's that's the regular Dodge Challenger, not your not your big boy demon, but uh but I love that they have that. They offer that as well. You know, the Dodge Journey is the most powerful three-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. Maybe Goldberg, you need to drive one of those till your demon's done rolling in the minivan. Uh, you never know. Man. You <laughs> never know. I do have a kid. So <laughs> That's right. You could play video games in the journey. I think. Um, oh, that, I, and I could make make Gage do the hundred, hundred, hundred as we're driving down <laughs> push ups in the middle row and and uh, play video <laughs> games in the back. The uh, they also have a Dodge Durango. This is the most powerful SUV with all wheel drive availability in its class. So your your initiation to the Brotherhood of Muscle starts at your local Dodge dealership. All right. So I just got an update on another car that I've had that I haven't mentioned in a while. I grew up tooling on little Alfa Romeos 
and Fiat Spiders. And I was feeling nostalgic a few years ago, and I bought a 91 Alfa Romeo Spider. And uh, How does your big body fit in that? <laughs> you know what's weird? It's like, <laughs> like the Italian seating position is kind of like – is kind of like very kind of crunched arms bent and whatnot. So uh, I, you would have a rough time fitting in that car, even with the top down. I'm not really like I'd be, a convertible I'd be wearing guy. That, I'd be wearing that car. You would. You'd be wearing that car for sure. So I went and I picked up this 91 Alpha. It was, it's a, it's, it's their, uh, they're, they're green, they're dark green. Um, I, I don't know. It's verde green or something. It's it's their version of British racing green, but obviously Italian with uh, with tan leather and and uh, I've got the guys down in Irvine at GT Technic working on it for me. They're a shop that works on Porsches and race cars and tunes all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, I know the guys down there. I like them a lot. I was like, how about doing an Alfa Romeo? They said yes. They said they'd take it take it on for me because I was doing some modifications in the process. You know, the suspension and everything was like a little bit weak on that car. So this was an opportunity for me to make a few updates to it while I'm there. Obviously, it's not a very fast car. Um, I'm going to lose a ton of money on it because they're not worth a lot. But this one is meant to be very cool. So the first thing we did is because it's a little tiny convertible, if you opened both doors and put the top down and stood in the middle, it would bend in half. Like there's there's just <laughs> like – Honestly, if you sat in it with both doors open, I don't think you'd be able to close the door because it would just start to bend. So um, I've got a four-point chassis brace, kind of like subframe connectors. I've got a four-point chassis brace um, going underneath that thing to stiffen up the whole thing. And uh, I got that from the guys at Centerline Alpha. So I've got that. Um, I've got lowering springs on it. I've got now Coney adjustable shocks on it. They've gone through all of the suspension pieces and replaced all of the bushings with urethane bushings. Um, they uh, they replaced some clutch pieces on it for me. Um, there's like a little shaft, like this lever on the firewall of the clutch that over time can snap and break. So we got a sort of a bulletproof version of that on there. Um, uh, under the hood, I had already done uh, myself. I already done a bunch of engine work on it. Um, just the maintenance stuff. You have to lash the valves and everything on that. Um, so all of that was done. It's running good. While we were in there, um, I had them take the, the, the cam cover, the, the two-liter engine with the dual overhead cam is a really cool-looking engine, and it looks good. So I took that Alfa Male cam cover and had the guys at GT Technic black, uh, powder coat it like a wrinkle coat uh, black for me. So it's got a cool little look to it. And uh, they were just working on the interior. Here's the deal. There's, there's the normal Alfa Romeo Spider. For a while, it was called the Graduate. Um, and the upper version was called the Veloci, and uh, or the Veloci, whatever you want to call it. But I say Veloci, and it was a tan leather. And in the middle of the seats are like these uh, these suede strips. And before there was, you know, they were using Alcantara. I think they were all real suede, and they would always wear down and flatten because suede does that if you don't brush it and and whatnot. So. Everybody that has those, they wear down, they turn brown, um, and you replace them with leather or vinyl seat covers that eliminates the suede. I get it. It's super convenient, way easier to do, but that's not how I do things. So I ended up uh, 
getting seat covers made in Italy with the proper suede <laughs> inserts because I wanted it to be the original correct seats. And the guys at GT Technic said, hey, we got the seat covers in. Uh, you know, it doesn't really fit the foam. We're making new foam. We had to restitch some of the seat covers, and about 85% of it worked. And uh, uh, and they had to weld some of the pieces on the frame that had busted or just rusted over the years. And anyway, they got it done. They sent me pictures of it. I threw it up on my Instagram. You guys can check it out. They look fantastic. I don't even want to sit in them now, um, but that's the latest addition to this car. So I think we're inching away at getting this car done. Oh, the other thing I did on this car was, you know, they have air in them. They have AC in them. They, they, they never really worked. There's not a lot, not a lot of... Uh, uh, frontal area, not a lot of air going through the grill of the car to really get to the condenser, and the condenser is so small. So we've got an upgraded size condenser, and I've got a separate like nine-inch small fan just on the condenser that only goes on when the air comes on. So I'm hoping when we're done, I have the only Alfa Romeo Spider where the air actually works, where you can put it on and it's cold because the extra fan will lower the pressure and keep it cool. And especially when you're sitting in traffic, it's such a small little tiny car. Like in the summer in LA, when you're sitting on the freeway and it's so hot, also the cars in front of you are just blowing hot exhaust into the front of your car and uh and and you're just sitting there going well in la you don't want to put the windows down because the air quality is shit and then uh you got to put the air on but if the air doesn't work you're screwed so uh hopefully that i'm getting this all fixed on my car so it's going to be a fun little car and at the end of the day with the suspension and the chassis brace and 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 whatnot it i think it's going to I think it's going to be a fun car, a little Canyon Carver. Not real fast, but it's all about just momentum. I think, the, oh, we're getting the brakes upgraded as well. We got rotors and stuff going on it. It'll be fun. And the crazy thing is, it has like a 195, 75, 15 tire. And for the life of me, I cannot find anything that's not an all season freaking snow tire. So. I reached out to my friends at Continental Tire that that helped me on my Mustang. And they said, we've got a good summer-rated tire, but we're going to go a little wider and a little lower profile. It'll end up probably throwing off my speedometer a bit, but maybe I can change that with, with, with the Speedo gear. Um, but the result, I think, is going to be a night and day difference. It's, it's going to be having that type of tire. I'm going to a 205 instead of a 195. It doesn't sound like much, but if you just look at the percentages, it's... It's it's a little wider, it's a little lower profile, but it is a much better quality summer tire. So I think it's going to be a fun little car. And it'll be like I'll get it back, I'll drive it for six months, and then I'll sell it and bring a trailer. <laughs> well, do me a favor. I saw the picture of the seats on Instagram. Just do just do me a favor. Get a uh, get somebody to sew those together, and then put them in the car, and, and maybe I can take it for a drive at some point. I, I'm telling you, next time you come up to the studio when I have the car here, or one of the times you do, uh, I'll bring the car up here. We'll go for a ride in that thing. And uh, <laughs> uh, and I mean, obviously I have to do with the top down because your head's going to, you're going to magnum PI yourself right over the windshield. Oh, That's the only way you're going to see. But, um, but, uh, but it's a fun, it's a fun little car. I don't think it's going to go anywhere with the two of us in it. <laughs> well, hey, unless we're going downhill. <laughs> right. And there's nothing of that around here. But uh, um, anyway, so we got that going on. Um, uh, we got updates on your on your um, your Jackhammer Demon. 
what else are you working on? We talk about the lawman stuff, but Warman's working on one of your cars as well. Yeah, Warman's got two of my cars. He's got a 70 uh, triple black six-pack Cuda four-speed car. Numbers matching second uh, Mopar that I got, second muscle car I got in my entire collection. And then uh, he's got my 99 Dodge Ram that is a work truck that we're doing a uh, 392 crate motor in. Oh, nice. When we, uh, we're, we've, been, we've been threatening this for a while, but we'll, we'll have to get him on the phone and give us an update of those things. That way you can also bust his chops about timing. <laughs> that, yeah, I want that more than anything. You know, I, I always want to hear about my car, but I want to bust his ass on the radio, man. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, I've, uh, I've been texting back and forth for a while, and uh, I've given our, our, our boy Will Beatty at Centerforce Clutch. Man, I'm busting his chops on a weekly basis. I don't, talk to, I don't, I don't even say that word anymore because he <laughs> owes me a clutch on my Cobra, Yeah, and I won't mention his name or the company he works for ever again until he comes clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's such a good dude, but he's always on the road doing something. He's like, I'm trailering the cars. I'm going to this autocross event. And I'm like, you should just spend like a couple of weeks in the office so you can get my shit done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, about buddy. Everybody else, dude. <laughs> Sorry, about buddy. Them. Yeah. Get ours done. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, hey, you mentioned you, you scrolled over the lawman deal. So the next chapter has begun on the lawman. It's been sitting dormant for a long time, and there's a number of people who've been trying to to get at it. And uh, Marcus Angel from Angel Restorations out in Scottsdale, um, one of the preeminent 429 guys in the world, national judge. Uh, he, if you follow him on Instagram, Angel Restorations, he is in possession of my baby. My baby is on vacation in Scottsdale at his shop, and I don't know how long it's going to be there. But um, we, and your buddy from Mustang Monthly was here for the pickup, helped us us load her up, and um, she's going on a journey that uh, ultimately will, the the end result's going to be unbelievable. We just don't know how we're going to get to that end result yet, and uh, we'll be documenting it on this show, and... uh, you know, Mustang Monthly is going to be doing it also. And we're going to try to have a round table out there at some point in Scottsdale. But um, it, it couldn't be in better hands right now. And as anal as I am with that car and as possessive as I am with that car, a little piece of me feels like it's gone right now. But I know it's in great hands. And we have banded together along with Mustang Monthly to do what's right with this vehicle. And it has such a such a past and historical significance to not only the military, but the automotive world, we're doing what needs to be done. And whether it's getting it nut and bolt restored so that I can take it out and show it uh, around the country at various bases so we can let the people that need to see this car um, see the car or we get it to a state near nut and bolt and we get it to where I can drive it at each of these stops. So we're just trying to figure out, you know, what the motive operandi is to get it to the point where we want to get it right now. But yeah. It's a, it's a special project. When, it means a lot. When you're taking on something like that, that has so much history, we found over here with, like, you know, with all of the, you know, the BRE cars, the Sharp cars, the Newman cars, is as you dig into those cars, uh, you have to start researching the history more and more on 
on on the parts that are unique for that thing. So you're you're going to rack up a lot of hours just on research and unlike yeah, a lot we, of cars. And we've, we've started that, you know, years ago. He's been doing it for a long time, trying to accumulate information. And the biggest problem we're going to have on this vehicle is finding out exactly what was done unique on this car right when it went to car craft straight from the factory. Um, obviously, uh, anybody who knows about the car knows that it's one of two automatics that were that were converted straight at car craft. Um, the only two the Boss Four Two Nines that were that were done like that. But as you as you go over every inch of this car, you see different. It's got disc brakes on the rear. Okay, yeah. no no Boss Four Twenty Nines got disc brakes on the rear. Um, this one does. Is it something that was added at Carcraft because of what the car was going to go through, or was it something added, you know, in the restoration back in '89? So there's a lot of documentation and a lot of pictures we're going to have to go through, and hopefully a number of these um, historical entities will have some information for us, whether it be, you know, I, I, I don't know where we're going to look, but you know, we're going to left no stone unturned in trying to find out the original makeup of this car so that we can you know put it back to its glory yeah now's the time to do it because if you keep waiting there you know oftentimes we're finding there are people that were involved back in the day that are getting a little older and well, uh, that's why and we're that's might why not be I'm around doing this right yeah that's why i'm doing this right now because those people are ones that you know uh, i've taken this car twice to camp pendleton when a number of soldiers come back from deployment. I think last time it was 600. Um, the two times I've taken it, I've been fortunate enough to meet two kids whose fathers have pictures of them in Vietnam in this car. Wow. Those are the guys that need to see this car before it's too late. Yeah. And I have a responsibility to get it out to them. Marcus has a responsibility. You know, uh, Everyone has a responsibility to, to, to get this thing back in its glory so that it can be shown to the people who it means the most to. And like you said, we're going to be talking about it here quite often. Um, but the guys at Mustang Monthly Magazine are going to be following the build as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, they were here with the, with the load up of the car. And, you know, it's the first time I've, I've put this thing on a trailer in God knows how long. And, uh, it was a sad day, but a happy day at the same time. Yeah, you're going to be excited when you get it done. And as you start going through it and talking with the guys out there, you're going to be more and more excited and, and getting updates and the photos. And we'll share that with everybody because that's a, that's a fun part of the project, uh, you know, and hopefully it doesn't take two years. <laughs> no, and you know what? Hopefully it doesn't, correct. But, uh, but hopefully we know it's going to be done properly. And, you know, it takes as long as it takes. It's got to be done right. If you're going to do something, you've got to do it right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, last week we touched on driving the Ford GT, a car that I absolutely fell in love with. And I was talking about um, driving the McLaren 720S, and it probably was my favorite car until I drove the Ford GT. And uh, not because the Ford GT is better or worse in any way. It was just, it's just different. I love that it represented. Um, but what uh, we didn't get to touch on was I also spent a week with the Cadillac CTS-V. And, uh, again, another car that I love what it represents. We, you know, we've seen 
uh, BMW M5s and, uh, you know, RS7s, uh, Audis, the AMG cars. And there is something still kind of cool about uh, American muscle and American muscle now in the form of super sedans. The super sedan category is a category that I love. And this car makes you love that category. I don't know if you've had a chance to get into any of those. Um, if I can't fit in it. I wanted to buy that car. In the I CTSV? I mean, it's a good size. You know, it's a 5 Series size, E-Class size. You know, the yeah, ATS well, is a little smaller. It's not big enough. It's, it's, it's not big enough. It's not big enough. It no, it's, it's not wide enough. My... My manly shoulders prohibit me from sitting in cars like that, unfortunately. <laughs> it is a little um, snug for think, sure. Yeah, but don't think that I didn't love and appreciate the car. As a matter of fact, I recommended recommended it to a very good friend of mine yesterday um, who happens to be a tiny bit smaller than myself, fortunately for him. But, yeah, it's a, the, the, the technology that these American builders are able to put in these super quote unquote supercars that they're building. I wouldn't call that the supercar by any stretch, but um, you know, you were touching the four GT, but th- th- that CTSV is, it's an unbelievable car. Bud Bretzman had the first one that I drove in and it's lightning fast. Oh yeah. And, and that, that generation was significantly less horsepower than this new one. That's something mm-hmm. around 650 horsepower. It's got, like, the Z06 engine in it. It's a four-door Corvette. It's got magnetic ride and uh, a great transmission. I The one I drove um, had the Recaro seats. You're right. Definitely snug for you. Uh, I fit perfectly in it. I thought the seats were fantastic. I thought the ride was fantastic. Um, and the more it's, – it's one of those cars that, that – I fell in love with it more each day that I drove it. There's a lot of cars that have a really great first day impression or first and second day impression, and then it, it loses a little bit of its luster. This one, I wanted to get into it more and more and and start playing around with it. Um, uh, so anyway, just I, I have a lot of good things to say about that car. Uh, I would say if it had any flaws, I mean, look, you're going to get into your Mercedes and even your Lexus and your BMW. They all have different interior designs, um, but uh, uh, it seemed I don't like, like the radio. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like the uh, the Cadillac is 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 still trying to compete with those guys on some level. Maybe not quite there. Um, and it wasn't like there was a lack of of nice materials. Everything was covered in leather and an Alcantara steering wheel. All of that seemed great to me. Um, it, it it seemed fine. There was a few, uh, you know, a few of the electronic functions that I thought were a little wonky to me. But at the end of the day, you're not buying it for that. You're buying it for all of its performance. I can't say exactly sure where those prices start, probably in the high 80s, 90 gram. The one that I tested um, was sort of that metallic gray. It had the blacked out wheels. It had the full carbon fiber bits on it. So it, the wing, the the hood vents, the, the front splitter, all the carbon fiber stuff, and the Recaro seats, and it's stickered at 102000 um, I, I don't know if that's expensive anymore. I feel like all cars are expensive. Uh, I, I, you can buy an F... I don't know, three fifty or something pickup truck is probably a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred grand, yeah. You know, and look the 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 Dodge. Uh, I'm sorry, the Jeep, the Jeep uh, Trackhawk. This is a Jeep tr- Grand Cherokee with a Hellcat engine in it. I love everything about that on paper. I've yet to drive one, but also that's a hundred thousand dollar Jeep. That's ridiculous. You know, it's a hundred thousand dollar Jeep. So you know what? You know, you're you're buying it for. 
for the for the performance and performance that you can't really get anywhere else. So, um, uh, and look, I, I assume uh, an M5 and, and an E63 are more than a hundred thousand dollars. No uh, question, no doubt. I mean, and and at the end of the day, you know, you're 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 getting what you pay for. The technology, the advancement these guys have made in the last number of years is is unbelievable. And you and you touch on those trucks. I mean, those 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 are unbelievable vehicles. With all the stuff that we've got here at the house, my wife's favorite vehicle is her F three or F two fifty turbo diesel. Oh yeah, or it's a, she just absolutely loves the truck. It is a well, you want to say it's a Cadillac? It's a Cadillac mm-hmm. truck. You know that you use that term, but the the thing is absolutely flawless. It's faster than hell. Uh, it can it can pull a mountain. Yeah, and you know it gets pretty decent gas mileage, and that turbo diesel is going to last forever. So, um, paying upwards of a hundred thousand dollars these days for a truck isn't out of the ordinary by any stretch. But you're you're getting one hell of a vehicle. You are, and it's doing everything that 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 Wanda wants that truck to do. It's big, it's comfortable, and and she uses it. For all kind, you know, every she, day pulling yeah. this and that. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a beautiful riding vehicle. It just happens to be a big monster truck. You know, inside it's plush and comfortable, and um, all the comforts of home. And it's 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 truly amazing um, that a truck is near a hundred thousand dollars these days. But it, they're they're worth it. Really, what you get, they're they're truly worth it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen, we're uh, we're running out of time here. Is there anything that we're forgetting? Anything else you want to touch on before we we run? We've had some kick uh, first uh, two kick ass weeks with Knife or Death on History Channel. Yeah, the um, fish. Last night we had a we had yeah the fish <laughs> is kicking everybody's ass, but I I didn't get my one line in there. The the dude choked on the chicken. I didn't get that line in. <laughs> you know, um, I, I I must apologize for my overzealous commentating, but it is it's a different animal for me, and I'm trying to trying to get my niche. And you know, it's 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 I'm coming up with some good one liners, but hey, at the end of the day, people are loving the show. You're having fun and, with it. Uh, I'm having fun. We're getting great ratings, and you know, hopefully, everybody keeps tuning in Tuesday night, ten o'clock, nine central, uh, History Channel. Watch it, or I'll kill you. There you go. Forged and Fire, Knife or Death, hosted by Goldberg. You guys can check it out. It's fun. You watch it and you see the fish I'm talking about. That thing is that thing is 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 hurting everybody. That thing is stopping everybody. Of all the things, these guys are chopping through wood, glass, bamboo, uh, ice, and it's the fish that holds them all up. <laughs> so you guys should check yeah. that out. Um all right, so keep tuning in. We're going to be doing more episodes. We're going to have our friend Alistair Weaver from Edmonds come back in. We're going to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. We're going to talk about vehicle testing. We're going to talk about, ooh, I want to get into at some point, I want to get into this uh, this like leasing program that car companies are doing now. Oh, you yeah. just You just yep. pay like a, like a big monthly fee and for like Porsche and BMW, and you can drive like an M5 for like a week when you don't like it. Or if you want to take a road trip and you want an X5M, you just swap it out and get one of those. So Let's talk about the app, too. There's an app out where you can get any kind of luxury car 
and it's a monthly monthly deal, kind of similar to that that the manufacturers are doing. But yeah. let's talk about that too. Yeah, we want to get into that as more as well. So, guys, thanks again for uh, for tuning into Carcast. We appreciate you guys listening to the show. Um, we we need you to go on to uh, please go on to iTunes. Give us a nice rating. Tell us what you guys think, and uh, start hitting us up with some questions. You can email us at carcastshow at gmail dot com, and of course uh, follow Goldberg as we said Goldberg and Goldberg. Goldberg Garage on Twitter and the Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. You can follow me at Motorator on all social media. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for calling in. Good luck at your golf tournament. We're going to figure some way to get back into the studio pretty soon. Yes, sir. Uh, it's always a pleasure, my friend, and um, until we meet again. All right, then. Uh, until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel rubber on the ground.